The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now from the Trades Hall Council, we have Anthony Anderson, who is the Geelong Trades Hall Council Secretary. Anthony, thanks for being on the program this morning. No worries. Good to have be here. Well, we hoped that we could do it in the studio because uh, you're just our neighbour um, just up the street <laughs> from us. But unfortunately, with the strict density limits and all that sort of thing with our building, it's a bit hard to get people in at the moment. But um, you've got an event coming up tomorrow night, and it's about beyond zero emissions involving the Environmental Jobs Alliance Geelong. And from what I can see, you're still running that event online, even though we're out of lockdown? Uh, yes, we are. Uh it's still technically we're out of lockdown, but uh, the, as you just said about your studio, there is a density limit still on what you can and can't have. And so it's online where you can book tickets. The tickets were free anyway. I see. Uh, uh, in terms of this event and the issues up for discussion, it seems timely because I see in federal politics they've just started to again talk about whether you have net zero by 2050 or not. So this is going to be a big issue that we'll be grappling with for some time. And I suppose a lot of people uh, in Geelong would be interested about if they work in an energy intensive industry, what is their job going to look like under that sort of plan? Yes, yes. Uh, what, it, uh, what we were thinking, in a sense, of the alliance and also uh, for the presentation for tomorrow night was more about getting information so people could actually start to sort of grapple with uh, what it sort of means for emerging economies and already uh, upfront economies and all the rest of it. But probably, like you just said, uh, for us down here, uh, we actually have still a couple of uh, fossil fuel industries and all the rest of it. And when sort of transitioning, um, it's not something that can be done overnight. And it's it's a long-term plan, and that plan needs to be demonstrated for people to come along. And so first you've got to get people uh, a bit of an understanding and all the rest of it behind what it may actually entail. Uh, but talking about the federal government just for a second... Uh, they're, they're probably about, they've had about 10, 12 years to be actually on the front foot. And for them to come out now, even though noting that they're still having probably arguments with their other partner being the Nationals and all the rest of it, uh, we're not too sure where that may end up. Mm. I mean, I suppose you have to plan as if there is going to be a shift in the economy and I suppose it's better to plan and be aware that that is going to happen rather than sort of maybe thinking it won't happen and then not being prepared when the time actually comes. Yes, well, uh, it's sort of... I came from Ford. So for all the listeners out there, I used to work at Ford. And so in the transition, it's not something that uh, you can just do overnight, uh, especially if you're looking to create new industry and new jobs, which means that you've got to have a government that's prepared to actually invest and actually uh, be, be very mindful of when saying invest in real jobs, real wages and conditions, but to actually also have a industry going forward because people that are in jobs right now, say the membership, will not want to walk out of a good paying job to no job, which is where are the jobs, what are the jobs, what is the new industry, 
And then you've still got a whole heap of other stuff that go on there that talks about, you know, what are the skills needed, what, what's the training requirements to be able to get them up. And so uh, it's not a short-term plan, it's a long-term plan because, uh, as I said to a lot of members in the past, we'll probably be retired, but it'll be their kids and their grandkids that are going to be coming into those industries that are going to be renewable, but... The federal government needs to absolutely get off its backside uh, due to the fact that uh, they've been stalling on it and stalling. And uh, personally, I still don't think they've really got a plan. I think they're just doing it to try and get away with what's been publicised from the, the EU at the moment. I was watching an interview with a Labor MP, uh, the member for Patterson yesterday, and she said the problem with climate action is that the majority of people, it would seem, would want to reduce our emissions, but you've really got to try and bring people along with you when you do that. And she said that maybe Labor had that issue at the 2019 election. So I guess the question is, how do you bring people along? I mean, the survey suggests that people want to reduce their emissions, but at the same time, when you look at, for example, how popular is a carbon tax that is not very popular, about 11% of people, I think, support that. So how do you bring people along with you and get you to get people to vote at the ballot box for in increased action on climate change? Oh, I think that's, that's um, a hard one for a lot of the politicians. Uh, for, for, say, for us in the union movement, uh, looking after the members and working with the members, because it is their union, uh, the, the view would be that you've got to have their trust. And you've got to be able to demonstrate to them that their interests are being taken care of and just not their interests, but their next generation's interest and the generation after that. So you've got to have the trust of those people that work in those industries and you've got to be able to demonstrate that you know what you're going to do and that you're going to talk to them and you're going to take them on that journey because without that trust, you ain't got nothing. And as you've mentioned, our history in Geelong seems to be very much based around generating jobs through emissions-intense um, industries, whether it be uh, Ford, as you mentioned, Alcoa, Shell. Um, so I guess that has been the Geelong of the past. What do you see as the green shoots, the opportunities in the future where we could have jobs that are green? Well, we as a country invented solar panels and all the rest of it. So we, we could have been manufacturing solar panels, uh, but because of, and again, it'll come down to a fundamental debate about, you could argue about free trade, because we're a smaller market, and in a smaller market, you need some form of protection when you actually have industry, whereas we still look overseas and other industries overseas have still have protection, whereas we don't. And so looking at what you can actually bring in, what can be made, what, what is achievable with the policies of the current federal government uh, needs to be very much so scrutinised. Uh, you, you could look at wind blades for wind farm and, and you could look at generators and all the rest of it. We in Geelong used to make that stuff. Uh, I think we still do a little bit as in generators or repair them. But when you're looking at a federal government that doesn't really personally, personally for me, doesn't understand manufacturing, uh, is blase about manufacturing, uh, 
I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm going to openly say that I hope that there may be a change of government so that there's at least some people that may understand manufacturing in a new incoming government. And when you talk about protection, you know, is it going to look like perhaps tariffs put on uh, solar panels and renewable products coming in from overseas to support the industry here? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say tariffs. You'd have to have a look at it because there was other forms of uh, other forms of protection. Like again, if you said the car industry, there was other forms of protection that other countries had around the world. There was other uh, support from the government that actually gave investment and all the rest of it that actually came from import tariffs. So, if you looked at uh, let's say when you brought a new car from overseas, the import duty on that used to go to the car industries in, the, in this country, right? So virtually no one's taxes, in a sense, went really towards supporting the car industry. And so how do you actually go forward in the arrangements that you've already got in free trade where you know that the federal government already stood up and said they gave away the auto industry to be able to get uh, produce into countries, yet we've still got about 28% going in and they've got zero coming our way. Now, that's not a free trade. I'm pretty sure that's still tariffs on, on our industry going out and nothing coming in. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of issues to talk about tomorrow night. I think it'll be a very lively conversation. I hope you've uh, blocked out a couple of hours because, I mean, there's going to be a lot of members there. And I see Christian Cousins, who we just spoke to before you came on, and John Aaron will also be there and part of the conversation from a, a state government point of view. So there'll be a lot of viewpoints to canvas, I'd imagine. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's really, as I say, trying to get that initial step so that loosely members that want to... Uh, link into tomorrow night can actually start to get an understanding of what it actually means for those industries transitioning but uh, it's the long term plan. I have always said that you're talking about you know up to 2050 because there's a lot of stuff that's got to be put in there's got to be as I say training programs, there's got to be the new industries, what are those new industries and what is it that we can actually do in this country uh, again, relating to what our agreements already say. And I, I, I leave you with sort of like this one here, is that if we don't re reduce our emissions, we already knew that the EU was inten intending to put tariffs on. Mm. So, again, it's all right for other countries to put tariffs on us. But when we talk to the government about some support for industry, uh, they run away. Well, if people want to come to your online event tomorrow night, where do they go? to register? Uh, they, it's online. Uh, they can go to, uh, I think it's uh, Bright. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page at the Geelong Trades Hall, there's a link on that. Fantastic. And uh, it's uh, Eventbrite uh, tickets, they're free. And if anyone wants to do that, uh, if they're not sure, they can ring us uh, and then we'll point them in the direction. Well, good luck with it. I think it's an important event. And, I mean, the more information that people can have about it, the more conversation there is, the better. So thanks for being on the program. Good luck with it. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Anthony Anderson there, the Geelong Trades Hall Council Secretary. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. 
Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's front page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.